afternoon, brilliant boys and girls, and welcome to Storytime with Avant-Garde Books. I'm Cherie Hardy, the CEO of Avant-Garde Books, and it is a pleasure to read to you each and every day. Thank you for listening. Today, I want to read a story called Facito Goes to the Market, and this book is taken from another book called Nelson Mandela's Favorite African Folk Tales. Facito Goes to Market is a story set in Uganda. This adaptation is by children's book author and novelist Cicely Van Straten. The theme is universal, a triple reward for three good deeds. The illustrator is D.A. Groblin. If you have this book and you can find the story, feel free to follow along with me. That would be nice. But if you don't have the book, it's quite okay. Get in a very comfortable place and just get relaxed and listen to Facito Goes to Market. One morning, Facito woke early at Mutu Lutulu, the first cock crow before the sun was up. This day, he would go to market on his father's bicycle, for his father lay ill with fever. This day, he would ride like a man with the bananas. He would ride with his head held high, a man among men. He rolled up his mat and looked out. The sky was pale yellow behind the banana trees where the sun would rise and do lay on the grass. It was a fine morning to be going to the market, all on his own, to bring back money in his pocket and count it in front of everyone in the evening as his father usually did. A.A., they would say as the cents and shillings clattered from his hands into the wooden bowl. So much money. Truly, Posito, you are clever. You are a man who knows the world. Outside, in the cool dawn, his mama was trying up the banana. Posito, come and eat, she said. Hey, mama, wasusiotiano, how are things with you today? Balungi, good, my child. She strapped the bananas onto the neck rack of the bicycle that leaned against the tree. Then she went for the milk gourd and gave Facito a bowl of porridge. Beneath the Mubali tree, in Mubali tree, he sat and ate his porridge while his mama put small change into a handkerchief and twisted it around many times. Facito took the money and put it deep in his pocket. He could feel it, heavy against his leg. It was safe there. Then he pushed the bicycle out of the yard and onto the road. Waraba, Facito, cried his mama, goodbye. Waraba, mama, he called and began to run with the bicycle. But it was so heavy, heavier than when he played with it in the evenings after his father had come home from the market. The big load of bananas pulled it from side to side. First, it leaned this way, then that way. And the bicycle skidded and slid over the red ground. Hey! Facito clucked his tongue, and he struggled to hold the handlebars steadily. Surely my father is very strong indeed to ride so easily to market every day. But today, I will be like my father, too. No one shall say that I, Facito, stumble under the load. 
he pushed and pushed the bicycle till he came to where the road ran downhill. Then he hopped on and leaned forward and rode away. The cool air streamed across his face and the hornbills flew out of his way. Knock, knock, they honked. Yes, make way for one who is greater than thou, he called to them. Make way for me, Facito, who rides as a man among men to market. The sun came up behind him and shone on the banana leaves. The red hibiscus flowers began to unfold, and the scent of frangipani was sweet upon the breeze. The bulbulbs sang in the casayas. The sun rose higher, and the mist in the valleys floated away. Soon, on the road ahead, Facito saw an old man. He was walking bent over with a basket in his hand. It was old Musoke. Wasosiotio, old man, cried Facito as he rode. Wasosiotio, Facito, said old Musake. What is the matter with your father today that he lends you his bicycle to go wobbling on to market? Facito was cross with Musoke. Did the old never learn manners? My father has the fever, old one. I'm taking the bananas to market today. Old Musoke groaned and rubbed his back. His little black eyes, amid their many wrinkles, looked up at Facito. My child, I am old, and my back is stiff. Eh, it is very stiff. Won't you take my papas to the market and save me the walking? There were many papas, and Musako's basket looked very heavy. Facito would have to tie it to the handlebars and think how difficult it would be to ride. Still, it would not be good manners to refuse an old man. All right, he said. I'll take the papas. There, the good child, said old Musoke. I'll tell your father he has a well-mannered son. But Facito sighed as he took the papas. He knew that old Musoke would have forgotten his kindness by that very afternoon and that the next time he saw him, he would be as cross as ever. He tied the papas to the bicycle and turned to the old man. Musoke had already sat down and was taking out his tobacco pouch. Baraba, old one, said Facito. Baraba, Facito, said old Musake, as he lay back in the shade of a cassia tree and filled his clay pipe. Now the bike was even heavier and Facito's legs ached as he paddled. He was disappointed. He had thought it would be very grand to go to market on his father's bicycle, but somehow it was very difficult. Still, he thought, I am a man among men today. That is something. The sun rose higher, and soon there were many people on the road going to market. Wasusiotio, Nalabula, he called. Nalubale, waved. She was very pretty. What a pity she was, an older girl. And Mary, he liked Nalubale very much. Wasusiotio, she called, right well. All along the sides of the road were women carrying water pots and children running behind them with hoops and sticks or small baskets of peanuts. Basito, child, wait a minute. He stopped. 
who had called this time. Then he saw Kasiengi running up with three chickens hanging in a bunch bound by the feet. Here, child, take my chickens to the market for me. Please, it will save me much work. Be sure to bring me the right change, five shillings each. No, make the big one seven shillings. She held out the chickens. Do they think I'm a mule to carry all their things, thought Facito? Would they do this to my father? Kasienji, he said, where shall I carry three chickens with all these bananas and papas? Kasienji looked at the bundles. She screwed up her eyes and pointed to the top of the bananas. There, child, there. Are you blind? There's room for ten chickens on top of your bananas. She took some banana leaf twine and tied the three chickens on top of the bananas. Now the pile on the bike was so high, Asito could hardly reach the top with his hands. Mind, you ride carefully. If my chickens arrive at the market dead, I shall tell your father. And he knew that Kasienji never forgot to tell his father such things. He sighed and got onto the bicycle again. Waraba, Asito, don't forget my money. Waraba, Kasienji. Now it was very hot. The sweat ran down his face and down his back under his shirt. His breath came and gasped. Would he get to the market on time? It was his father. It was farther than he thought. Every now and then he rode over a bump and the chickens clucked very crossly. Presently he saw a small boy walking ahead of him. He was very thin and he walked slowly and not in a straight line. It was Kakayo. Kakayo had been very ill. Where was he going today? Hey, Kakayo, he cried, riding up. Look at me. I'm talking, taking the bananas to market. My father has the fever. Where are you going, Kakayo? To the hospital. To get my medicine, said Kakayo. Won't you let me ride with you, Facito, please? My legs are tired already. And where would you sit, cried Facito. All his crossness boiled up inside him. It was hard work for me with the, all these things. Old Musake made me carry his papas, and Kasienji made me carry her chickens. There is no room for mere children. Kakayo, am I a pack mule to carry everyone to market? Use your own legs. Uraba, he rolled on quickly, leaving Kakayo behind. But somehow Kakayo's face was still in front of him. Kakayo's eyes were big and his face was very sharp and thin. His ribs stuck out above his stomach and his joints of his legs were swollen. His arms and legs very thin. Should he not after all have taken Kakayo to the hospital? Kakayo had asked nicely. Kasienji and the old man had not. He sighed and stopped. He turned around and called, Kakayo, come here quickly. Hurry. I'll take you to town. If you sit very still and do not fall off, hurry. Kakayo came shuffling up. Rewabli, Rabali, the saddle. Thank you, my big friend. Climb up and sit on the saddle, said Facito. And sit very still. If you wobble, the bicycle will topple over and everything will fall off. Hey, hey, said Kakayo and climbed into the saddle. He looked very pleased. Rabali, my friend, he said again, I shall sit as still as a mouse. 
Basito pushed and pushed. Only on the downhill could he ride. His legs and arms and back ached. It was as if the bicycle did not want to move at all. The road wavered like water in the heat, and the screaming of the cicadas made his head swim. At last, there was only one more hill to go. Then Kakayo said, I'm hungry, Fusito. Can I take a banana? No, they're to be sold in the market, said Fusito. What will my father say if they're eaten on the way by children? Eh, said Kakayo, I see. But then Fusito thought how thin Kakayo was, how small and hungry looking. And he was only seven. He had suffered a lot for such a young one. Kakayo, he said severely, you may take one banana, only one. Take it very carefully and do not upset the pile. Robali, said Kakayo. He took a banana, peeled it, and began to eat. It was very good, Basito. Robali. And now they stood at the top of the hill that overlooked the town, lying red and brown between the yellow cassia trees. There were many people at the market under the mango trees. The men in their long robes stood talking, and some were drinking beer. Women squatted by the stalls, their long bright dresses, all the colors of the rainbows, like colorful birds resting in the shade. Hey, it is good to be going to market, said Facito. It is good to be a man among men, Cacayo. Truly, Facito, you are strong, said Cacayo, and took another bite of banana. As Facito's heart swelled out, big and full inside him. And he stood very straight and he looked down on the marketplace. Just then there was a loud laughter behind them. Basito turned and saw Bosa Kagwe, Waswa, and Batabi run out from the bushes. He did not like Bosa and Bosa did not like him. He turned away from them and began to push the bicycle downhill. Look who goes there. Look who goes wobbling on his father's bicycle. That is much too big for him. Who goes there, loaded with rubbish, shouted Bosa, and ran along him. Kagwe and Waswa and Batabi jeered and shouted. Look who rides to market eating a banana like a baboon, cried Matabi, pointing at Kakayo. You're jealous because you have no bicycles to ride, shouted Facito, and rode on faster downhill. You lie, you lie, shouted Bosa. We'll teach you to shout so rudely, uh, cried Kagwe. Bosa ran ahead and broke a stick from a cassia tree. He held out the stick so that it would catch the spokes of the wheels and send the bicycle with Facito and Kakayo crashing to the ground. Facito saw him and tried to steer aside, but Bosa dodged in front again. There was nothing Facito could do. He saw he would fall with the bike and cacao and the bananas and the papas and chickens would be squashed. Aha! You who think you are a man among men, Bosa laughed. You'll cry like a baby when you fall in the road. Bosa came closer with his stick. Just at that moment, a half-eaten banana hit him across the eyes. Then a banana peel thrown very hard flew smack into his face. Cacao laughed. Bosa staggered to the side of the road, wiping his face. Ride, Fasido, ride, shouted Kakayo, laughing still. But Matabi, who was bigger than them all, ran up from behind. 
you, you baboon, you think you can be rude to us. Let me show you what I do to the boastful. He reached up to pull down a pile of bananas, but suddenly he cried, ow, hey, and jumped back in surprise. The chickens had pecked crossly at his face and arms. Ah, thought Basito, now I'm glad I took the chickens for Kasiengi. But they had not reckoned with Waswa. He picked up a stone and threw it at Basito. Smack, it hit him in the back and it hurt very much. Waswa ran beside them, jeering, little cowards, little cowards, who run away instead of turning to fight. Bah, little cowards. He bent to pick up another stone when Bunk, a hard green papa, blew through the air and hit him on the ear. Waswa ran away into the bushes, holding his ear and howling. Ah, thought Basito, I'm glad I did not refuse old Musake. And Kiki Kakayo chuckled behind him. Right faster, Facito. No one can catch us now. Facito pedaled faster and faster and faster. Sang the bicycle. Kakayo's laughter rang into his ears. Faster they went and faster. No one could catch them now. Tick the wheels. Kakayo called Facito. You are a clever child, even if you are so small. Wabali, without the banana skin and the papa so swiftly thrown, we would now be lying in the road while those thieves stole our things. I'm glad I was kind to you, Kakayo, he thought. Now they sped down the road as if they were flying. Trees and houses flashed past, and then suddenly they burst into the marketplace. People and chickens and dogs scattered out of their way. Hey, Facito, is the devil one chasing you? Mind the peanuts, mind my eggs, mind my papas. Facito, Imwana, son of my brother called his aunt from her stall. Is this how you come to the market like a whirlwind on the plain? But his aunt was smiling, and he and Facito and Cacayo on the seat behind him rode into the market with his head held high. He laughed, and Cacayo echoed his laughter, and his back was stiff with pride. Hey, he, Facito, had brought the bananas of his father and the papas of old Musoke and the chickens of Kasiengi to market without harm. He, Facito, rode as a man among men. Wow, that was a great little folk tale there. Boys and girls, Facito goes to market from Nelson Mandela's favorite African folk tales. Remember that when you do a good deed to help others, that good will always come back to you. Take care, boys and girls. Goodbye. I'm Cherie Hardy, and it is a pleasure to be able to share with you today. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate you. So today I'm going to do a special episode where I talk about folk tales. I've been reading them, and I want to tell you what they are. And first, let's go over our spelling. First, I want you to, first of all, before we do the spelling, let's say the word folk tale. Let's see if you can say it. Folk tale. 
And this is how you spell it. I want you to spell it after me. F O L K T A L E is a noun and here's a simple definition a folktale is a story that has been made up and handed down by common people from generation to generation and you have folktales from all over the world you have folktales that are from Africa you have folktales that are from Europe you have folktales that are from Asia and they're all over the world and these stories are made up and they're handed down by common people. And usually a folktale has a message, some kind of important message that the writer or the creator of the story would like for you to learn. So if you, the folktale might have a lesson with being kind. When you're kind to other people, then kindness comes back to you. There might be a folktale about being grateful. When you're grateful, you're always happier, you're in a better mood. So folk tales have a purpose, and I just wanted to go over what they are. Um, many of the folk tales don't have a particular author, but some people who write, they take the story that they've heard that has been passed down orally and told over and over again, and they will create a version of it, and they will publish that version, but they're really not the original author, but they help us out because they share that story and help it get around the world. So there you have it, boys and girls. That's my little mini lesson on folk tales. Don't forget to tune in for your next story. Have a beautiful day. Take care.